Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. In today's video, I'm going to be talking about some of the best landing spots for each position in the upcoming NFL draft. So I'm not going to be, you know, listing specific players to specific teams just because I think, you know, the odds of those actually landing are very, very low, but just talking about more general landing spots. So for running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks, like if a player were to go there, I think those would be very favorable spots. And they also made sure to include, you know, the team's needs. So even if I thought, you know, a specific position would be a good fit on a team, I also want to make sure that NFL team is actually, you know, going to be in the running for one of those positions. So I kept all of that in mind. And let's start off with the running backs. And here, you know, there are going to be some bad offenses here, but I do think it's important at the running back position. You're really just going to be looking for opportunity. Obviously, it's ideal, you know, to be a workhorse on a top team, but you can totally produce, you know, on a subpar offense. But the best landing spot here is the Buffalo Bills. Definitely not a bad offense. I think this is, you know, the clear number one spot. That backfield is wide open. You know, you have Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Neither of them have been able to establish themselves as the workhorse in that backfield. And the Bills have also shown a willingness to spend draft capital on running backs. Both Moss and Singletary were third round picks. You know, this is the best offense that is in need of a workhorse back. And I'm just like trying to will this into existence. If Brees Hall lands on the Bills, you know, first round, maybe they trade up to the second round or trade back, you know, in that first round. I bet his ADP is going to be like mid second round, maybe at the latest. Best running back in this class landing on the Bills. That would be fantastic. But even if they're, you know, looking second round to draft a guy, I think there's a great opportunity for that player to come in and be the RB1 from day one, get a lot of scoring opportunities, be involved in the receiving game. So the Bills are a fantastic spot for a potential running back. Then we have the Seattle Seahawks. And it's a little tough here because they may not be the RB1 from day one because we do have Rashad Penny and Chris Carson signed through the 2022 season. But both of those players have really struggled to stay on the field. Rashad Penny broke out towards the end of last year, but I mean, he had been a total bust, you know, up until that last like six game stretch. So I could see the Seahawks kind of looking for their running back of the future. We know that Pete Carroll has been very committed to the run game, you know, almost to an annoying level, even when they had Russell Wilson still very focused on running the ball. So I do think the Seahawks could be an option. I'm going to talk about them later on at the quarterback position. We could see this offense kind of start to retool, look forward to the future, and they could do that at the running back position. Then we have the Falcons here, and their backfield is totally wide open. You know, Cordero Patterson did sign a two-year kind of extension, or, you know, off his one-year contract that he signed last offseason, and he is 100% going to be involved, but we're not going to act like he is going to be a workhorse running back you know, he kind of faded off towards the end of last year. He's never had the touches of a workhorse player. And Mike Davis was kind of like their RB1, RB2, you know, however you want to look at it. But he was horrible last season, did not produce, and was still able to log 138 carries and 58 targets. If you give that workload to a rookie, I do think they could make a very solid fantasy impact. And overall, the Falcons just need playmakers on offense. They have a ton of needs, you know, quarterback, wide receiver, really all across the board, but especially, you know, those playmaking positions. And so I think, you know, even if they draft a running back late, I think they could step in and make an immediate impact on this offense. 
and really kind of secure some touches alongside Cordero Patterson. And then the last team here for running backs is going to be the Texans. And this is a very rough roster, but they are also in desperate need of a running back, probably like the easiest running back room for a rookie to come in and take over. You're going to be competing with guys like Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. You know, these players have been solid in the past. Rex Burkhead's getting old. Marlon Mack had that Achilles tear was basically non-existent in the Colts offense last season. And even if the Texans are just brutal this year, they're still going to be able to give a running back a lot of volume. And, you know, that offense may be able to improve. And then the rookie, you know, could be on a better offense moving forward. But from day one, I think they could see some really nice volume. Now let's shift over to the wide receiver position. And this is probably going to be, you know, the favorite kind of position group to talk about because I think there are some fantastic landing spots, even better than there has been in recent years. And I think we're going to see, you know, a lot of these kind of late first round picks, maybe second round wide receivers have really, really favorable landing spots because, you know, typically the bad teams pick towards the front, their quarterback situations aren't locked down. They're going to be picking those top weapons. And, you know, some of those top wide receivers are going to have to deal with, you know, up and coming quarterbacks or just straight up bad QBs. But the first team I want to talk about here is the Green Bay Packers. Right now, their wide receiver room consists of Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, and Amari Rogers. None of those guys, you know, really stand out to me as someone who's even probably a wide receiver too on an NFL roster. You know, Sammy Watkins has had opportunities in the past. He's older. Same thing with Randall Cobb. Amari Rodgers didn't really flash last year. Alan Lazard, I guess, could be the wide receiver too, but I don't think you love him there. So I think, you know, a late first round wide receiver could step in and be the wide receiver one on this Packers offense from day one. You've got Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, arguably the best quarterback, you know, head coach pairing. And you have the Packers sitting at pick 22 and 28 in the first round. The way I'm looking at this wide receiver landscape, I feel like you're probably going to have Garrett Wilson, Drake London, and Jamison Williams kind of picked before the Packers are in there. But then you start to look at guys like Traylon Burks, Chris Olave. If they land on the Packers, they would be set up very well to succeed in year one and, you know, even on to the future for as long as Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Green Bay Packers quarterback. The next offense is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're another one of these elite offensive units that are in need of a wide receiver. They'd also be in contention for that best, you know, quarterback head coach duo. And I would just be shocked if they went into the season with Juju Smith-Schuster as their wide receiver one. That's what their offense looks like now. I guess you could argue, you know, MVS is the wide receiver one. Still, I think they need another guy in that offense. They're picking at pick 29 and 30 in the first round. So they're going to be looking at options similar to the Packers, you could throw in guys like Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson. Those are also players who could be going, you know, back into the first round. But once again, they're going to be on the lead offense, high passing volume, and I think they could make a big fantasy splash right away while also being in a fantastic long-term situation, you know, attached to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Then we have the Buffalo Bills. Talked about them for the running back position. They are also here for the wide receivers. You do have Stefan Diggs locked in as the wide receiver one, but then you have Gabriel Davis and Jamison Crowder currently filling those wide receiver two and wide receiver three slots. I could totally see them going with a wide receiver in the first two rounds, someone to slot in as their number two option. 
I already talked about some of the wide receivers who could be available in round one. You could also see, you know, someone from that group of Sky Moore, Dotson, or Watson, you know, falling to their second round pick. Also throwing a guy like George Pickens. I think any of those guys could slot in and be a really solid wide receiver two for the Bills. And this is an offense with an explosive passing attack. So a wide receiver two behind Stephon Diggs could still perform very, very well in fantasy football. And then the last landing spot for the wide receivers, it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Right now, you're looking at DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, and A.J. Green. Hopkins is obviously a stud, dealt with some injuries last year, and is getting a little bit older, but I still think he's going to be a solid wide receiver one for that team. You have Rondell Moore, who did have some high hopes coming into 2021, really just did not produce at a very high level. And then A.J. Green is like a one-year rental here, coming back on a one-year contract. So I also think they could be in the market for an early round wide receiver, help build around Kyler. There is some uncertainty there with his situation, but if he's back, I do think they're going to want to build around him and selecting one of these top wide receivers would definitely help them do that. And then the final position I'm going to be talking about, the quarterback position. Let's start it off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this year, we're kind of in this unique spot where a lot of these QBs are not highly rated. You know, normally in drafts, you're looking at a few quarterbacks in the top five. That is not one of these drafts, which kind of gives these teams with solid rosters the opportunity, you know, to get some of these quarterbacks on a team where they already are well built around them. If you just block out the quarterback position, the Steelers have a winning roster. You're looking at that offense. You have some really nice, you know, young weapons, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, and Pat Fryermuth. That offensive line clearly still needs work but I could also see them trying to address that in the draft. So I think they're in a good spot to, you know, pick one of these quarterbacks. They've been linked to a bunch of dudes. You know, is it going to be Kenny Pickett? Is it Malik Willis? Maybe a Desmond Ritter thrown in there? Matt Corral? I feel like we have no idea. We know they brought in Mitch, but do they really think he's the quarterback of the future? I guess we will see. Another team that could be in the mix for a quarterback is the Detroit Lions. And it honestly is kind of shocking that I'm adding the Lions to a list of like a top landing spot for a quarterback. But I really do like what they've done the past year. They have built up that offensive line. It is very, very solid. They were a really nice unit last year, despite dealing with a ton of injuries. They're also kind of slowly building up their group of weapons. Amon Ra was a fantastic draft pick last year, performed incredibly well down the stretch. You got DeAndre Swift out of the backfield, really nice threat in the receiving game. Hawkinson is one of the best young tight ends. They brought in DJ Chark on a one-year deal, and I'd also be expecting the Lions to look at this wide receiver class, you know, coming up. And so I think a quarterback could step in. Maybe they sit a year behind Jared Goff, who's going to be there, but the Lions know Jared Goff is not the guy. So maybe they take a swing on the potential quarterback of the future. We know they're sitting at pick two, and I believe they have the last pick in the first round. So maybe they trade back, or maybe they just look for a quarterback you know, with that late first round pick because one of those guys could be falling there. And then the final landing spot for a quarterback, the Seattle Seahawks, after trading away Russell Wilson, you know, I definitely think they could be in the market for a new quarterback. They did bring in Drew Locke, but he could probably serve as a bridge option. I don't know if they think, you know, he's going to be the future. So that would allow, you know, their rookie quarterback to sit a year behind him, learn before they get out there and ball out. I know they have been linked to Malik Willis, We'll see if they do go quarterback, but I mean, he'd be stepping into a spot where you've got a variety of solid weapons, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant, 
you know, they obviously, you know, helped turn Russ into a stud. He was going to be a stud anyway, but you know, they have some kind of precedence there of turning in, you know, one of these really top NFL quarterbacks, but that is going to wrap it up for some of the best landing spots. Let me know what you guys think about these favorable spots down below in the comment section. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.